gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Welcome everybody to this episode of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. I am the Bath Bomb Princess Sarah and we are ending our rumble with our traditional NXT TakeOver. And this week it is Phoenix. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We are on iTunes, Spotify and all good Android podcasting sites. Just search Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet on your preferred platform. Make sure you also follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We are at Suplex Retweet. Also leave a rating and review of our shows as we do welcome all feedback. Also don't forget there's still a few days left to vote for us for Media of the Year over at the first ever Independent Wrestling Awards. Head on over to independentwrestlingawards.com forward slash vote. And while you're at it, Stacey and Kwaku are nominated for Fan of the Year, so get voting for them as well. And it is actually time to meet a newly established NXT TakeOver panel. Some originals and some new ones. Starting off my panel, this man was currently going OTT to get people to go to OTT Scrapermania with him in March. It is our resident DJ, it is Ryan Gallagher. 40 quid return, Glasgow, Saturday night, <laughs> back on the Sunday, we are going OTT and I'm going to go ask my heat. It's called OTT for OTT. Yes. I've got, I've, I've got, I've got you, and I've got another OG member of the original Dream Team. But we've got new guys. It's okay. It's all good. Everybody's welcome. Yeah. One big family. <laughs> but speaking of one other part of the original Takeover Dream Team, this man flipped a table when he learned that we were introducing a swear jar to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Now he did promise me he was going to be on his best behaviour. But we'll see how long it lasts. It's Strack. Right. Firstly, I didn't flip a table. I threatened to smash the swear jar. So, I can't carry for anything in it. But, um, I've been told to go a bit more PC. So, it's kind of like Austin when he was like hugging people. <laughs> oh, moving. I'll move on away from Strack and his, his anger issues towards the swear jar. We have a newcomer to the TakeOver panel. Now, this man is the GOAT of sweepstakes, but he looks nothing like a GOAT. He is the prince of pop culture. It is David Campbell. I love that nickname. I might change it on uh, my Twitter account. Oh, I say my Twitter account is technically the God's Green Pro Wrestling Society's Twitter account. Um, but I, Andy Mitchell is not getting that back and he can fight me for it if he would like it and I, that is a serious I, I, I'm putting this out there I will fight Andy Mitchell if he dares to try and beat me in a quiz again that's all I have to say so now let's go on I'll fight Andy Mitchell but I could can announce it David I, I even can like in daily commentary I'll sell t-shirts boss we're done Strack, I don't need this to be alright. I'll fight him in the street. I'll fight him anyway. <laughs> Why make, make money off it? Nah, mate, cash in. Cash in on this fight. <laughs> hashtag. That's the new hashtag, people. I will fight Andy Mitchell <laughs> Tom Brock anywhere at any time. Any tweet. Two Just on one. Do with that. Hashtag free Andy Mitchell. Oh, yeah. oh dear. What have I got myself into with you guys today? Rounding off my panel now, he is watching his back so so carefully because he is about to lose the championship this weekend it is your friendly neighborhood micro host david hockney hi sarah hi and i think the nxt dream team should be very thankful because the champ is gracing you with his presence tonight and oh. delete <laughs> now just remember this is my show this week so behave sarah can i just ask a quick question did okay. we ever sort out an initiation for dave joining the 
the panel. No, it kind of just got thrown at us. Right, the okay. champ does not need an initiation. The initiation was that I became your Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet World Champion in the most convincing fashion. How, well, how do I, I, think, I mute Dave? I think, Dave, you're getting so gunned. I think he's first chance I get. I think oh, what does get your own back? That he has to, <laughs> his initiation should be that he has to hashtag. <laughs> I'll take his turtleneck and strangle him with it if that has to be. Okay then. <laughs> right. As you can see, that is my panel now. For the first time ever, since the first time ever, Quacko's Historic. Not... I don't know if it's a historic moment that Quacko's not here. Quacko's not joining us today, unfortunately. So, but I, I, I did prepare an intro for him anyway. He was. I was basically going to say he was going to be here in case I needed my counselling sessions because we all know I will. But hey ho. Yeah, so sad. definitely. Right, so we will kick off our takeover preview special now. We won't dive straight into the matches as of yet because it was actually announced that WWE were going to be having a World Collide tournament over the Royal Rumble Access weekend. So it's um, basically it's a tournament. It's a 15-man battle royal to start off, which then leads into a single elimination tournament with 15 men from three different brands which you've got five men from NXT, five guys from 205 Live, and then you have got the hometown boys repping it for NXT UK. So what do you guys think, first of all, Worlds Collide? I mean, this complicated structure sounds like Vince Russo's wet dream. <laughs> I, I was sitting reading over this. So basically, it's, it starts off with a 15-man battle royal, and in the order you get eliminated determines the matchups. So it's like the first person eliminated will go against the second person eliminated until you get rid to the last person. And apparently the winner gets some sort of special treatment and doesn't have to do a first round match. Yeah, the winner would have to get like a, a bypass to yeah. like the quarterfinal. Yeah. That's going to be quite interesting actually because usually with all these battle royals and tournaments and stuff, it's usually the jobbers that go first and then you slowly work your way up like through the the lower card, then the mid card, and then you, get, you leave the big names at the end. Mm -hmm. But... I think if they do this in a very sort of mixed way, you could get some really interesting first round matches as a result. I mean, well, looking at the names, so representing the NXT, you have got Adam Cole. Baby. The Velveteen Dream. The best thing I love the Velveteen Dream so much. Um, right, now, do excuse me. This is why Quacko is also around to help me explain who these people are and what's the names, really. We've got, uh, and I was trying to actually pronounce this guy's name, so it's Dominic Dijakovic, I think it is. Dijakovic. Whatever. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> that guy. Shane Thorne and Keith Lee. So, what about those five guys? Adam Cole's your winner, obviously. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, How dare you? I think Cole's the logical choice, but I think Keith Lee needs it more because I don't think really he's been like he played the secondary role to Riddle and mm -hmm. Ono, which we'll talk about in a minute. I think it would be good for Keith Lee to win this tournament and go on. I think that's not, this is a good dream written all over it. I man. know. Come on, this this mm. is his thing. He's been going on. I mean, look at he's not got a match in the weekend. Mm -hmm. It take over mm -hmm. because he's you know there's nothing for him there. This is his this is his thing. He's winning this. Well, yeah, because the winner of the battle royal yeah. also gets to receive a championship match of their choosing, but it is not brand specific. So you can have an NXT guy challenging for the cruiserweight title, or even was the it, NXT. Was another winner of the tournament gets the title match? Yeah, well, the winner of the champ, I they get yeah. a championship match of their choosing. That's not brand specific. Right. So this could be very, very interesting. I mean, representing NXT UK, so you've got the guys like you've got Mark Andrews, you've got Tyler Bate, mm -hmm. Travis Banks, Jordan Devlin, and one of the first ever NXT UK tag team champions in Zach Gibson. Some really strong mm -hmm. names. 
Yeah. I think your, I'm your, not... stand, your standout for that's got to be Devlin, surely. That'll, yeah. He'll, yeah. He'll, be the, he'll be the one that'll be pushing with that. You know, they wouldn't have given Finn at the takeover event that's if you weren't going to give him some form of push on this. So it's, yeah. that's got to be... I don't think he'll win it, but I think he'll be he'll be there or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. The cynic in me is thinking, right, it's going to be a cruiserweight from one of the NXT brands that wins and then unsuccessfully challenges Murphy in an episode of Super 5 Live. I hope that's not the case. <laughs> Surely not. But I, I hope... Yeah, I hope it's more significant than that, but that's the cynic in me. So I'm thinking maybe by that logic, one of the cruiserweight guys from NXT UK could have a chance of winning the tournament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think Do you think there's actually been a bit of a dark horse in recent NXT tapings? Dominic Dijakovic, because I've only seen... He's only been on NXT a couple of times, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm already hooked on him. I think, you know, with a bit more... He needs a bit more polished in the ring, I think, but... I think he could potentially be a huge name on NXT, especially if he gets like a manager or he's able to cut a promo because it's just his sheer stature in the ring and the way he commands it. He actually looks terrifying. He's a big guy. Just mm-hmm. feast, feast your eyes on it because this guy, I think, is going to be a big breakout star. Yeah. He might not win the tournament, but I think he will leave a big impact. I mean, he's definitely losing his last name if he goes to the main <laughs> roster. I'll tell Dominic. you that. I can't imagine Vince hearing his name, Philip. What's this? Dajakovic? Daniel? Dajakovic? Just call him Dominic and be done with it. Uh, right, and then representing 205 Live. So you have got four big names and one newcomer. Now, the newcomer is Humberto Carrillo. Uh, he's, he's been on NXT. I think he faced Johnny Gargano uh, last week, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I like him. I think he could do well in 205. He looks so happy. He's wee dimples as well. Um, <laughs> you've also got two former former Cruiserweight champions, Cedric Alexander and TJP. You've also got Tony Neeson. Dave, when did you tell us you were going to be at Rumble Access? What? Because um, it's true. When it was it, when it was announced. Did I not give? Did you not see my PowerPoint presentation on this? Dave, you suck. <laughs> I would love Gulag. To, like, see, you know, seriousness, Drew Gulag is one of the most underrated talents to this day in the WWE and has been for like the last year and mm-hmm. a half. Uh, I think he's kind of got lost in the shuffle in 205 Live in recent times, but if I was booking this, I'd be tempted to to give Gulag that other push. I'd like to see maybe Gulag move on to 205 Live, go to the, the NXT main brand or something mm. like that as a way of reinventing himself in a similar way to. Tyson Kidd did way back in the day. Oh yeah, you know, Tyson uh, Kidd going to NXT was probably one of the best things he could have done for himself. Like he was competing for the NXT Championship as well in the very first takeover. Yeah, and we've and we've seen recently like those original two or five live guys uh, moving on from the brand. Like Mustafa Ali obviously has moved on to SmackDown mm. Live in recent weeks. I'd say there's the possibility that we could see that with more of the original two or five live talent in order to make room for new guys in that brand and freshen it up a wee bit. Mm, definitely. Yes. What I'll get you guys to do is, what would be some, like, from the 15 names that I've thrown out to you, give me some fancy matchups because this is a definitely a first time that half these guys will have ever been in the ring together. Ryan, you've been kind of quiet. Yeah, um, oh, look at that. I would quite like to see, I'm trying to think of what the best one would be now, there's quite a few that I can I can probably pick <laughs> give, out. Give me them all, give me them all. I'd probably go, I know it's kind of been tempted before but I'd love to watch Cole against Bate again at some point mm. I'd love to see him to just have a proper not a taping match you know a proper event you know a takeover match now they get the, they get about 20 minutes to just totally slog it out between them I think that'd be amazing to watch mm-hmm. I think one that's uh, standing out for me 
I don't know why, but it's like, could you see the Velveteen Dream and Jordan Devlin? Think of, think of the yeah, madness. Yeah, I say that. Think yeah, of the madness in that match. <laughs> could you imagine Dream against mm. Gibson? Yes, and it'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I could see Dream against most people. I actually, I was going to say uh, Dream against Tyler Bate would be good just because of the youth of both mm. guys. Uh, they're definitely stars of tomorrow who are going to be around for a long time, so it'd be good to see maybe this is a first clash in a series that will last throughout the years. Maybe that's the romantic in me thinking, oh, this could be <laughs> the start of a really good story. But, you know, I'd like to see that just because the, both guys are so young but so talented for their age. It'd be nice to see that. Do you know what I'd like to see, actually? Cedric Alexander versus Mark Andrews. Because... Mm. Cedric, when in the Cruiserweight Classic, when I think he had that match with, I think it was Kota Bushi, and mm -hmm. afterwards people were chanting, please sign Cedric. Mm -hmm. I think they could replicate that. He, he and Mark Andrews could replicate that kind of feel from, from an access type crowd because they're going to be the diehards, I reckon. They're not going to be casual fans that show up in the arena. These are going to be the guys that are invested in NXT UK, uh, NXT, and 205 Live. Does anybody else find Mark Andrews just a bit boring? I mean... No, not to an extent. His ring work kind of does the talking for him, I think. I suppose. I, I just feel like he's a wee bit of a nothing character sometimes. Oh, well, he doesn't you know, really I, talk. I, I, has, he really cut, has he really cut a promo, though? No, I just mean in general, though. You know, he's got he's got all the skill, obviously, in the ring, but I just mm -hmm. feel like he kind of gets wasted because they don't do anything with him. So it's all right having all the talent, but if you're not doing anything else and people aren't seeing you or... You're kind of getting involved in, in different storylines. I just feel you can kind of get a wee bit lost. And that, that, I can't see what that's happened to him a bit. See, that's why I think he, maybe he needs a really good standout match in this tournament. And I think Cedric Alexander would be, would be the kind of guy to do that for him because, you know, they're both incredible workers. I think they'll have great chemistry. And obviously, if we're basing it off of what we've seen in Cruiserweight Classic, I think, you know, it's a, a recipe for success. Mm. I love but it. I love it was, there, there was one other match that came in my head. And I think if you want a battle of the big guys, can you imagine Keith Lee versus Dijakovic? Yeah. I think that, yeah, would, that, that would be, be a very hard-hitting match, I think. <laughs> that, that I was thinking that it's two guys who are on the same brand, obviously, yeah. so it sounds a bit boring on paper, but if you're wanting to set up a feud that could last a few months down the line in NXT, that'd be a good place for it to begin as in this tournament. Yeah. But you know, I don't see Keith Lee. I, people are saying he's amazing, he's this and he's that. I just don't see it. I don't get it. I'm with you. I'm like, I, I, when I first seen him on NXT, I thought, oh, he's got to be amazing, he's got to be this. He's, but I'm like, meh. He's a big guy that can do very, very athletic moves. But, <laughs> see, nowadays, that's nothing new. Dave Mastiff can do it. Yeah, that, that is very true. Demo can do it. There's so many oh, guys yeah. who can. So I'm like, meh. Can you imagine Keith Lee versus Demo? I think that'd be quite good as well. I'm not sure if Keith Lee, the problem with him is he hasn't had a chance to show his character mm. that much. Like, he's a very charismatic guy, and you can tell Aye. that, but he hasn't really had the chance to demonstrate his skills on the mic and in a promo situation or in a rivalry or anything. He's just sort of been not nothing. He's just sort of been there, that, you know? His entrance himself, he just oozes charisma. Like, you yeah. know, he can, get, he can get over the crowd just by coming out <laughs> and then doing his wee sort of um, thumbs up to the side and then hand in the air it's that pose you know it's just as soon as I see it you just want to replicate it the only mm. thing that shocked me about him is who he's dating that's it who's he dating yeah yeah oh yes yeah. I was Weird. like no way no, I gotta get him to get tilt four or five times it's like no don't no way no chance nah. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, she's, bas she's basking in his glory oh god oh, there we go. I was, I was see to... really the old me I could have ripped into that for a good five ten minutes but I can't <laughs> no. so, <laughs> that's why I'm still on my leash <laughs> Strax um, went full Daniel Bryan 
Yeah, I, I was gonna try like move on but quite very quickly before Dave even did that joke because I I know Dave. I've been doing the podcast one for near enough the past year, and I I saw that coming a mile off. No, I really did. Saying that basket, she's basket. Honestly, you ever seen a dog go like a scapter, a scapter <laughs> dog go a chain? Oh no! <laughs> no. Stop! Stop! Strike, just, just, just. Strike, strike's views do not reflect the views of the rest of us. Well, <laughs> so what we talk about, like they have mentioned, the Worlds Collide is going to be, it's actually going to be a network special that they're actually going to do over Access Weekend. Do you think any of these guys will be in the crowd watching Takeover? No. Not even any of the NXT UK guys. I mean, no, I think. See. When's the last time we've actually had somebody sit in the crowd just observing it? Because Matt I honestly, I honestly can't remember the last time. Like Matt Riddle, I like he was Matt the last Riddle, one. Matt Riddle, they did it at uh, the UK takeover yeah, event as well. Jazzy, Kaylee, Jazzy and Kaylee, yeah, and uh, Luke Menzies as well. Mm-hmm. Luke Menzies has been on NXT a couple of times, so he's just been the jobber. Yeah, for, he's, for getting new tra- names. he's getting transferred over to NXT UK. Probably best best yeah. for him, yeah. I do think we will have people in the crowd at TakeOver event. I don't think it'll be anyone in this tournament from another brand. Who do you think will be? anybody from this one, do we? We don't really need anybody from this. You know, the, the people in the crowd at TakeOver is more of a look what you're going to bring to your next type thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas we've, all, we've yeah. already got these guys. So, um, Aye, exactly. Sarah, you made a point earlier on today. Um, mm-hmm. The potential of Viper yes. in the crowd at this one. That would be good. Yeah. I would be excited to see that. And I think a, that's a, a pop of a Viper in the crowd. I'll be honest, I would rather see Viper at the Mania takeover because, you know, obviously the mm. NXT women's division is so full right now and got so many eyes on eyes on that talent. I think, you know, if you add just one more person in, I think it's going to divert the attention from, you know, it's like you bring some new people in. They're already starting to get over with the crowd. But then when you bring another person and you think, oh, wait, look at them. And then it just sort of kills the momentum for all these new arrivals. I, d- I disagree with you, but I want to save why I do until we get to talk about the Shayna Belly match. Right, okay. Because but, I, would, I don't want to spoil it. I don't, I don't want to get into it already, but I do feel that Viper, if she shows up in the crowd this Sunday, would be perfect to just insert in the title picture right yeah. away for the Mania takeover mm-hmm. event. Because what the, like that was the main signing that is the rumour going around right now is that Viper is getting signed to the US brand as opposed to the UK brand. Who knows? I mean, there's one other person that I know who is from Scotland that will be over watching to, um, the Royal Weekend, and that's Wolfgang. Don't know if he'll yeah. get shown in the crowd. Um, but you have also the idea that they do like to jump too far between with bringing guys in between NXT UK and NXT. Now, they are taping at least three episodes of NXT UK, so there could be anybody. Anybody could literally appear. They could just go, oh... This is going to be an uprising star for our UK brand. Get people psyched up for that. You never know. I kind of think the Viper one makes sense because uh, the rumours of her going to America, she's not really got much commitments here no. for the next while, um, if any. So She started dropping her belts. Uh, yeah, she, she's, she, not, mm-hmm. she's also not doing anything with ICW just now either. No. So I think that kind of makes sense that she's probably going to be there. Well. And I would imagine she'd be in the crowd. Who knows, because remember when I spoke to her just before Fear and Loathing that she said she had her eyes on another belt, but she was not allowed to say? Mm-hmm. This could be speculation that this could be the belt that she's after, because what other, what belt has she not had, basically? Yeah, I don't know. It sounds, like, it sounds like she's gunning for the NXT women's title. 
Hell yeah, she could squash Shayna for all I care. <laughs> right. Well, we'll talk. We'll actually talk about this card. So we'll kick off with one of the newer rivalries that's been it's been stretching back ever since the last takeover, and that is Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono. Who wants to kick me off? Pure Cassius Ono. It's got to do with the trippy, trippy entrance of that is Matt yeah. Riddle. I do think they made a mistake in featuring the Matt Riddle and Cassius Ono um, match at the last takeover in hindsight because now. You've completely buried Cassius Ono in this feud, I think, because he's getting beat by Matt Riddle in quick fashion at the last takeover. He's been beaten by Matt Riddle on NXT TV in the meantime, and now he's going to get beat by Matt Riddle <laughs> once again at this takeover event. So good for building up Matt Riddle, but like he's he's only beaten the one guy, you know, and Cassius Ono was just losing. I just feel like um, I don't, not, Cassius Ono is one of the most experienced jobbers I've ever seen in my life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. In all fairness, Cassius Ono did end. Oh no, sorry, no, he didn't end. Um, he beat Keith Lee. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Because it was Lars Sullivan that ended his undefeated streak. Yeah, that's that's true, and I I just think that was part of the treatment of Keith Lee that I was talking about the World's Cup Live tournament. I was like, I don't get like Ryan saying one of the most experienced jobbers in the world, and Cassie Zoro is beating Keith Lee, who you've brought in and tried to put over as a sort of big deal. Right. Now Keith Lee just is went down in the audience's eyes to Cassie Zoro's sort of level, and, and no disrespect to Cassie Zoro in saying that, but he has been a jobber in NXT for a while now a long time uh, he's like the Stephen Richards of NXT like because you remember yeah. Stephen Richards when he was on the WWE main roster all he would appear on w was like Sunday Night Heat and he would always lose to the up and comer <laughs> I just remember he got beat by Kane during the May 19th angle uh, when Shawn Michaels was oh, the guest referee no that was, uh, <laughs> that was Rob Conway Oh, sorry, I'm getting the mixed up to long, long men with brown oh, hair. Dear. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, and I, I think it'll be a great match. The matches we've seen so far between the two of them have been entertaining. Well, the one that we saw, <laughs> there was an extended period of time was entertaining. Uh, the squash it, wasn't, was it wasn't just entertaining a kick, well, a kick and he's down, and you're like, what? <laughs> Yeah, ex exactly. Well, but I do uh, I do think if these two are given time, it'll be it'll be. It great. was quite a clever way to incorporate a fifth match into a takeover, because they usually have five matches anyway, but there was mm -hmm. only four advertised until the event started. But you know what I really like about Matt Riddle, though? His entrance alone, it gives you such a good... Like well, it, puts, it puts you through at a height, and by the time he gets to the ring, you're Do just you like, know why, Dave? Why is that? <laughs> Oh dear! I thought, I thought, bro, exactly. Just do the edge and just like, bruh. Oh wow! I think the closest Dave's came to drug abuse is like three paracetamol. He's not. He's not wrong, actually. It says two on the packet. I took three. Hold me on. Oh dear, but yeah, no, his, his entrance is one of the most trippiest things I've ever seen. Every single time I see it, I'm like, whoa. Bro. <laughs> Bro. Bro. It's just the, the bare feet thing I can't take, though. Yeah, I don't like, like, it, when, I I don't like it when people rest on the bare feet. I, like, I, uh, it, I was like, that nah, oh. just looks horrible. But Umaga was the same until he wrestled in bare feet. I um, couldn't take him seriously, came out the other day with a shirt. Trousers, a tie, and body sliders. Uh, and a snapback. It's like a sports jacket, like a <laughs> snapback as well. You're like, what? It just gives me anxiety when people wrestle in their bare feet. Yeah. I know they're taking like horrible bumps and stuff, but see the thought of their toe getting accidentally stood on? <sighs> like, that's worse to me like, to look at. Like, I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck. Never mind, thumbtacks, accidental Lego. 
I'm just worried about them stubbing their toe, never mind like getting their head bashed in. It's walking down that metal ramp as well, my god, no, 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 no. Yeah. And it's like, imagine like you, like, you know how like when you're walking, maybe your feet will like, catch if you don't lift up high enough? Oh. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Anybody else got anything to add apart from Matt Riddle's ability to wrestle on his bare feet? Oh, and the fact that he walks the ring in Crocs and then just kicks them out of the ring, it's <laughs> uh, just easy to get in. Like, they don't even like get caught in the ropes or they just go over the top and into the crowd. Ooh. That takes skill. Could you imagine getting hit with a sweaty crop? <laughs> 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 worth, the, worth the price of it. Uh, yeah. it's, like it's like when Triple H comes out with a water bottle, he just drinks it, then he throws it to the crowd. Imagine the poor guy that has to get hit by that. I mean, I mean you get soaked uh, as well. It's like when Brock Lesnar throws car doors and he's on the crowd. Yeah, accidentally. Right, before we go majorly off topic, uh, I'll get your predictions for this match. So, Ryan? Matt Riddle, all day. Dave? Matt Riddle. Uh, David Campbell? Matt Riddle might win twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> and Strack? Matt Riddle. Yeah, I think it's going to be an all-rounder. Like, I'm not quacker. I'm not going to be on the fence today. <laughs> Matt Riddle, let's just face it. I mean, like you said, Cassie Sono is like the most experienced jobber there is in the whole of NXT, and he'll never leave. Can you imagine if they? <laughs> can you imagine if they actually ended up forming a tag team, and they just be called oh. and they just be called Brodo? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Please, please do that. Oh, because you imagine they're like combined entrance. Brodo, Brodo. <laughs> You promise you behave, and I'm going to move on to the next match. <laughs> oh, I said, but she's a manager. <laughs> she broke up the Beatles, she doesn't deserve to be their manager. I'm going to move on, I'm going to, I'm going to move on to the next match. I didn't make a John Lennon joke, so Dave, you're fine. Dave's dead, that's because you're in a leash. <coughs> You've killed Dave, well done. Oh god. Why right. at least she's gonna break? I, I swear that I'm gonna forever. Let's strike strike, just let it be. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on. We will talk about the NXT women's championship. So we have <sighs> the champion who is a two-time champion in Shayna Baszler taking on the up and comer, the EST Bianca Belair. Who With the greatest theme tune going. I know, right? <laughs> so good. I actually found myself watching it today as she was entering, and I was doing the wee dance that she does, and then it cut to people in the crowd, and they were doing the same wee dance as me. <laughs> yes. And we all just got like a bunch of idiots. Why can I? I've never just got mental image where you just do that with like a long extension now, Ryan. <laughs> all, all day. No, you just, you just rotate your hand about that's it. You basically got it. Aye. I mean, it's not now, the most complex dance move, but. You know, I think the only way her entrance could be better is if she came out to Willow Smith's I whip my hair back and forth. I'd rather not because that'd be painful. <sighs> it's long. She would actually, even if like she's on the ramp, she actually does it. It's like, what boom, what we get in the crowd. <laughs> Who did she hit last year in the Royal Rumble? Was it Becky Lynch? Uh... Was it, was, she wasn't in the Royal Rumble, it was the... The historic women's battle royal at Mania. That one, yeah. Aye. But she, she cracked something with it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who does this? Who has she no cracked with her bloody hair? Like, oh. Why does she? Why doesn't she do that more often? Because apparently it's a weapon. <laughs> it's her that hair. Be, that should be a finisher. Who said using? Cross? Who said using a different part of your anatomy is illegal? The police. Yeah, she, 
I think she should use it as part of an STF submission tool because that would be excellent. I think you just created a new submission finisher. That should be it. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about the build-up to this match now. Over the past couple of weeks, Sheena, as she does, runs her mouth, and she's got Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke at her sides, just sitting laughing. I don't know why they're there. They literally don't do mm-hmm. anything. But it was the Shayna running around and Bianca slapping her. I have never popped so much for that. Yeah, it was a nice moment and actually build some intrigue towards the match because the difficulty here is like obviously Bianca is liked to an extent by the NXT crowd, she's, but it's a heel versus heel dynamic. She's still. also undefeated. Yeah, undefeated. We have another undefeated person. But the problem, <laughs> the problem I have here is yes, Bianca's Bianca's undefeated, but. And it, this goes back to Dave's point earlier about Viper coming in. There's no one on the NXT women's roster who I feel is a credible threat to Shayna no. right now. Like I like I think this will be a great match. I'm really looking forward to it. I love the women's matches in NXT. For me, they're always the highlight of my cup of the night because I think Shayna Baszler is one of the best natural heels in wrestling oh, yes. today, bar none. However, it loses a bit of the mystique for me when I am certain every single time that Shayna Baszler is going to come out on top and that's the way I feel about Shayna right now there's no one, after she's moved on from the rivalry with Kai Zayn, there's no one I feel that's going to take that brass ring to use a Vince McMahon term to become the new face of the women's brand, so until we bring in a credible threat, she's going to be going to these like one-on-one feuds, so like I think this will be a great match, Like, don't get me wrong I'm not trying to be overly negative on it but it does feel like this is going to be a one and done and Shayna's going to pick up the win in the end. Yeah. See, I disagree. I disagree with that. I think this is going to be the night she drops it and, and moves up or moves sideways now, as we're saying. We're not allowed to say it up anymore. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to this match. I don't particularly like Shayna. I never have done. I've always said on the podcast we've done before that she just kind of bores me with the, the promos that she cuts on. They're not really that interesting. Mm-hmm. But I used to... I actually made a wee note as well. I used to hate Bianca Bella when she first came in. That gimmick just absolutely annoyed the life at me. <laughs> but now... And, and now you love her. But it's the same with... Have you noticed that though in NXT? See people that you don't tend to like, you eventually start liking them and you actually get behind it. Oh yeah, they're growing you. Yeah. You see it constantly. The the latest one as well was... Um, what's her name that's just went up that does the, the women's right? The... Another one, I used to hate her. Did you see and she hit herself same. in the face with her mic on Monday Night Raw? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, so, things like that, you know, I, I absolutely hated Bianca Bella's gimmick, but now I love it. And I'm dancing like a song every chance <laughs> I get. Um, so, I think I think Shayna's done with NXT, to be honest with you. I can hopefully see Bella picking up the win and then Shayna will be in the Royal Rumble. I see. Like I've also mentioned, you've got the fact that these two women have also played a part in Shayna picking up a second title, and that's Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke Strack. Are they going to get involved? See, they probably will get involved. And do you know what? See the point that we're making about we can't really see anybody else kind of going after her because obviously Lacey Evans is moving up, Nikki's moved up, and there's nobody really else. And obviously, Kyrie and I have kind of formed this tag team. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to need to be anybody because I've got a really funny feeling. Remember what I said ages ago? They're going to make a women's only brand. Mm-hmm. I've got a funny feeling that that's in the works because they've got the women's tag titles coming out. Mm-hmm. 
you can't keep them on SmackDown, you can't keep them on Raw. And you can't bounce them back and forth because if they get a feud with a tag, women's tag team on Raw, Raw's got them. So how are they then going to get Eric SmackDown with them? So I've got a funny feeling they're going to make a women's show kind of like NXT. It's only going to be an hour long. It's going to be all the women. It'll be the women's, there'll be a women's main title. Won't be a SmackDown or Raw. There'll be the UK title and there'll be the tag team titles and that's it. See, uh, I, I don't disagree with that as a prospect. I think it'd be really exciting. However, it needs to be two hours at least. I think. Yeah. No, I don't um, need two hours. Two hours is too, it's sometimes too long. I, I don't think so. like SmackDown doesn't feel like a slog to me nowadays. Like if you have the good, if you have good writing and solid builds to feuds, I think two hours uh, is great. Uh, however, I'm talking about this and the SmackDown side of things, where there's more commercial breaks than there are. And a network special, mm-hmm. um, so you need to factor that into account. Uh, I want to go in like to what what people are saying about Shayna mm-hmm. getting called up. I, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. diagonally, we'll have a compromise. Uh, I, I I just can't see that happening anytime soon because I don't see where Shayna and by extension the rest of the the, whor- the four horsewomen of UFC fit in to the equation in either Raw or SmackDown right now. I think Shayna is going to stay on NXT for at least another six months as the, as the face of that brand. Yeah. Uh, but the problem I have with Shayna right now is I, I, I resent the fact they've paired Duke and uh, she fear with her mm-hmm. uh, because she feels like... I get what Ryan's saying about her promos aren't the best. Like, there's something... There is something quite sinister about them because she does have that really... like It's quite a cute voice she has, like, for lack of a better term. You know, there's something quite sinister about, like, the, the look of her and then that voice coming out. But it's the stuff she... There's the presence she commands when she gets into the ring. Like, she she is the epitome of evil. Like, she's basically the female Tomasa Champa. You look at her and you just want to... You hate her and you fear her at the same time. However, she's become this sort of cowardly heel nowadays re- mm-hmm. relying on these two underlings and I really don't think that's what the Shayna Baszler, uh, Baszler character should be so going into this Sunday against Bianca Belair, I don't want Shayna's win to come as a result of the interference between the two of them, I'd really like Shayna to say to them before she goes out listen, you two stay in the back, back. I'm going to deal with this ba- bitch and I'm going to beat an undefeated streak, <laughs> that's the way the Shayna Baszler character should be she's a heel, yes she's despicable because she does despicable things, but she shouldn't be a coward and a cheat. I don't disagree with that at all. Fifty yeah. in the job. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Dave made a swear, <laughs> and it wasn't me. And it wasn't that Dave. Dave Listen, I've not swore yet, so I know that's the biggest achievement. I know. I'm keeping a count. Um, that's because you've got a mortgage to worry about, mate. Uh, David Hockney. Did you? Can I, no, can I say we have, we have now, so... <laughs> I mean, oh God, lost all control, have at it. If you guys want to pay the swear jar, you can pay the swear jar, but I'm not paying. Uh, David Hockney, you've not really had much to say on Bianca Bella and Shayna. No, nah, I think the guys all make some brilliant points here. I think I've just let them sort of basically do the talking for me. Um, I'm actually quite curious about this one because I think there's quite a lot of different paths this one could go because I think, you know, either... Bianca's going to win and become the new champion or Shayna's going to retain and Bianca loses her undefeated streak. So I think Bianca has more to lose, but I think that might be quite good for her character development because, you know, she comes across as quite quite cocky, quite boastful about the fact that she's undefeated. Can you blame her? Yeah, I mean, I think that confidence has been well-earned. 
Mm-hmm. But I think what Shayna's trying to do is just knock her down a peg, you know, give her a, a proper, well, for lack of a better word, slap in the face of reality. You know, and maybe that'll help the fans become more sympathetic with Bianca. Maybe this could be a transition for Bianca to maybe go on a face run. Because if you think about it, it actually is a heel versus heel in the nitty gritty of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with the fact that I think Shayna Baszler has to stay on NXT for at least a few more months. Because I think what she's got with Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir, I think that needs to keep going a bit longer. You know, show them as they're, they're the three dominant women of NXT. You know, they're the ones that run the show. And I think either Shayna's going to get her comeuppance at the Mania Takeover, or maybe the one just after it. Because I think either all three of them could go up to the main roster after Mania Takeover. Sideways. 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 Yeah, yeah, I need to get used to it. Side. Hashtag sideways. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'd... see, see, we did. I did read something. It was Triple H saying that not everybody is destined to move sideways to the main roster. That they. That, NXT might be their home forever. I mean, I think that's a. Wait, I don't like think that's. I think that's, that's more um, reference Cassius to Cassius Ono. Cassius a great, a great reference for that. <laughs> but there might be some people that they don't need it, or they maybe mm. don't well, fit don't with the schedule, to. or don't want to. I mean, they might feel more comfortable in the in front of the same crowd, always being that sort of person. But then there's a possibility you could easily get lost when the new guys come in. Ah, uh-huh. I've said this before. If I went back to wrestling and I, and I go miraculously took to NXT I'd be happy as soon as it says you got to the main roster no, just, no. Release, just release me just release me it's fine I'll go to Japan bye I'll go to AEW bye I'll go to AEW <sighs> Kenny Omega looks like a laugh I'll go talk to him very <laughs> <laughs> well Young Box, my t-shirt size is M okay <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that but um I will get your predictions. I feel like I'm kind of ruining the sweepstakes for most of us because I'm getting everyone's predictions. So yeah, everyone's going to know what's going on, fight. but it's fine. We do this every time. Aye, uh, exactly. Uh, Strack, your prediction for this NXT Women's Championship match? Uh, Baszler. David Campbell? Uh, Shayna Baszler. David Hockney? Shayna Baszler, but I want I, I want Bianca to win. But I think Shayna's taking it. Brian? I've got two. I, w- I think Bianca will win. But in the back of my head, I think she might win by Ooh, DQ. Ah. Right. Keeps, keeps the streak. And Shana keeps the title. Keeps the belt on Shana. Yes. Yeah. I think you might be onto something there. That seems like the most logical. She still wins, but she doesn't win the title. There's always a loophole. Yep. Well done, well done Ryan. Um, I actually have, like, I did say Shayna Baszler because I'm not smart enough to think of a DQ. Because the last time I thought, oh, it's going to go to a no contest. No, Sarah, well done. You fucked that up. Swear jar. Swear jar. Okay. I'm pretty sure that was like three quid for that. It's fine. It's fine. I had to get it out. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Moving swiftly on, it never happened. Undisputed Era versus the War Raiders for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Now, we've not seen these two teams go at it since War Games, really. Yeah. I mean, there's not really been that much of a build-up considering that it's Hansen that's been out injured. Am I correct? Um, Aye. I, well, Ro was getting married as well. Yeah, was Sarah it? Logan. Yeah, but that, that doesn't require a lot of time off. <laughs> yeah, uh, they've both been off since War Games practically, but they did get they did get a match with Undisputed on NXT TV at some point, but I think they won by DQ. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're getting a rematch. 
I mean, do you think it's maybe time for Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly to drop the belts? Because let's just face it, I miss Kyle and Bobby together. I think so, because <laughs> I think War, Raider, War Raiders need that big win to really sort of establish themselves as a top tag team. Because I think they could run the NXT tag division for the next wee while. And I think Undisputed Era can afford a loss because they've just been so dominant in NXT. And, you know, they, they lose some singles matches. You know, like Bobby Fish was beaten by Dream this week. Adam Cole's lost to EC3. Uh, but it hasn't really sort of damaged them overall because as a group, as a collective, they're the overall winners. Because, you know, it's like the old saying, you may lose a few battles, but they win the war overall. Mm-hmm. See, I think this has got War Raiders all over it, this one. But one wee point I was I was thinking as well, could this be the night that we see Roddy getting turned on? Oh, please. <laughs> no. Please. Yes, please. No, no, no. no. I, I, I think that's too WWE 101 booking right there because... I don't think they need a fourth member in well, Undisputed Era. I, I think it was good for what they needed Well, it's before. just that Adam Cole was saying yeah. all members of Undisputed are going to get championship gold in 2019. I actually believe him. I think there's going to be a, one takeover, maybe after Mania, where all members of Undisputed Era are either in tag team or one-on-one actions for championships, and they're going to take everything. Just like Evolution at Armageddon 2003, all members of Undisputed will win a championship in one night. And Undisputed can become first ever three-time NXT tag team champions. But I'm thinking it's a different combination. I think if Roderick Strong and Adam Cole win the tag titles... What? And, no, no, hear me out. Because I've, I've, I've watched Kyle O'Reilly and stuff like in Japan, and I, honestly, the guy is so good. What if you move Kyle O'Reilly into the title picture? You mean the NXT title picture? He can air guitar the title. I'm not, I think, I'm not convinced. I think it'd be nice. I think it'd be nice, but I think WWE and Triple H specifically are very much behind Adam Cole as the yeah. face of but that see, group. This is the thing. I've got faith in Triple H because I know he looks at actual talent and who can go. Unlike Vince, who just goes, oh, who can, who can we market? That's it. All he does is he goes, who can we market? Whereas he'll go, well, he's going to put a good match against him. He's going to put a good match against him. So, do you know what? We'll go that way. No, I Adam Cole will never have it. But it's the fact that it's a different way of thinking it. I just think Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong have just been an outstanding tag team. Like, They're tremendous. Yeah, I, like, see the takeover Chicago last year. I did not expect to see a good match between them, Larkin and Burge. And it was probably match of the night, in my opinion. Aye. Yeah, it was. And, you know, they've had the, those amazing clashes with Mustache Mountain as well. Like, there was a lot of times where you thought Mustache Mountain are taking the NXT tag titles back. But, honestly, I just can't see it going any other way that... Adam Cole is going to be the one to go for the NXT Championship. There's no, I don't think any other of the undisputed guys will get it. But I'm, I'm kind of torn between whether maybe Roderick Strong or Bobby Fish will go after the North American title. My, no, I say Bobby Fish. Yeah, after what happened this week in NXT I, TV, I think. Match with the Dream. He can, yeah. like, I was just like, they're turning Bobby to a singles competitor? Okay, hell yeah, I'm all for this. Uh, he needs a bit more exposure as a singles competitor, then I'll find that a bit more believable. Because, you know, they had Bobby that Fish. they had that picture, like, sort of Photoshop picture where they're all holding the championships and Bobby Fish is holding the North American title. And I'm thinking, he looks really out of place holding that. <gasps> well, that, just, wait, wait, hear me out in this. Yeah, I just took all just, the simply, the be- <laughs> simply because of the fact I haven't seen enough of him in one-on-one competition. 
but I think if he gets more that's of that... because he's been injured for the majority of the time yeah, he's been here. His leg was hanging off. Not, I don't know, that's not his fault. But I'm just saying, if they want to go in that direction, they need to give him more one-on-one matches. I want and Bobby it, to win everything now. Or actually, here, what if uh, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong form a tag team? Nope. Never mind. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> well, I, I don't like Roderick Strong. <laughs> well, the, 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 but you know he's amazing. Meaning that... They don't have to go under the name of Undisputed Era. They could always form a new tag team name, like, um, like Strong fi- Fish, Fishing Rod. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh Jesus! Christ. Uh, this is like Dave tried to make up like a couple's like sort of ship name. It's like oh, I'll take that from that name and that from that name. It just doesn't make sense. Don't, ba- bad Dave. I think oh no, I'm actually I'm actually quite pleased about that one, Fishing Rod. <laughs> it's got a nice ring to it. Okay. I think they were called Strong Fish and be like a lap dancing bar. And- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. We'll go back. Undisputed Era War Raiders. Build up to the match. Who has enjoyed it for what there has been? I think they've done is there's nothing quite good with it, I think. You know, because it's obviously been building up obviously since before war games as well. This will be a, a long time coming for the War Raiders, I think. It definitely it just feels like their time now. Yeah, I mean I, I wouldn't say no, but then again I just I don't like Roderick Strong. I don't I don't I don't like him. I don't <laughs> Listen, I said I didn't want to talk about this match before the show because there has been no build and I have no yeah. idea what I've been talking about, to be honest with you. However, one thing I do know is I'm good at sweepstakes. <laughs> I've got the Undisputed Era in my sweep. Therefore, the Undisputed I feel very confident on that I've also got Undisputed Era. Yeah, I just think, like, it's like Dave. I actually think Dave's whole image he's creating about uh, evoking evolution back in 2004 with the Undisputed Era is completely right. Um, and I do think, I'm going to get into it when we talk about the North American title, I do think they're setting up for that. So I do not think they're going to have the War Raiders win the NXT UA tag team titles at all when they're running NXT. I think Kyle O'Reilly, uh, I think Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong have got those titles Ever. for the long run. Uh, <laughs> as a, yeah, I, I, I can see them going on a lengthy title reign, to be honest with you. And I do not see them losing the titles this Saturday. Night. I think the one good thing about this match, and there's not been much build up to it, but on this way to the era, War Raiders are always going to pull out a cracking mm-hmm. match. So mm-hmm. I think it's one of these ones you'll go. There's not much build up to that, but they'll they'll sell that story to you as if you've seen the full build up for weeks. Yeah. No. See, whenever. I see Undisputed Era are involved in a tag team championship match. You know it's going to be golden. At least four stars. Mm. And that's why I always look forward to takeovers because it's usually the opening match as well. Mm-hmm. And every time I see Undisputed Era coming out with the tag titles, Kyle's doing the whole guitar motion and stuff, you know you're in for a, a cracking opening match. See, the good thing about Undisputed Era, like, especially Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, like, I know it was the name in this match, but at the same time, you don't think they can pull out good matches with big guys, but we've seen it in that match with OP. Mm-hmm. That was tremendous. That mm-hmm. was. I, I thought this is going to be boring. It's basically going to be these two just throwing the guys a bit. I thought it's just, the size difference is just going to make it stupid. But no, what a match! Mm. And Kyle just takes bumps. Oh, I think I... he takes bumps like Dolph Ziggler took bumps about five years ago. Maybe if everything was... goes well. Imagine. Johnny Gargano, the North American champion, against Kyle O'Reilly. Mm. Uh, Happy. I'd like that match. It's a kicking fiesta. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It'd just be straight up kicks everywhere. Kick in the face, punch in the face. <laughs> right. I feel like there's not really much to talk about, because there's not been the greatest build-up. It's 
Just sorry, we've got a tag team here. We've got a tag team here. Ah, what the hell? They just put them together. So I'll get everyone's predictions. Um, Ryan? Yep, War Raiders. David Campbell, I know who you're going for. Yes, Undisputed Era. It's Undisputed Era. And Dave? War Raiders. Ooh, split panel. Ooh. You're the, you're the tiebreaker, Sarah. Oh, sorry. I'm Undisputed Era all the way just because I do love Kyle O'Reilly. But I do. I want. We've got. We've got. I, I, Dave, I want them to turn I, on Roddy. Though. That's why I see, want them to turn on Roddy. I'd like. I'd like it if Undisputed win. But if I was a betting man, I'd be betting on the War Raiders. I mean, what's to stop? What's to stop Undisputed Era winning by disqualification? How? 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 That's my Would sorry. you want two? Ryan. Would you want two DQ finishes on one night though? I don't think that's takeover really. It's not uncommon to happen. All of them will be DQ finishes every single I mean, match. I, I feel like I should really pay homage to um, James Murphy. Do we see any heel turns coming to like on the NXT takeover? Maybe in the main event, but mm. I'll save that for when we get to it. I still, I think Bobby Fish is mm. going to batter Roderick Strong for taking his place. Me too. I, I want it. Who's with me? Yeah, uh, me. <laughs> I've got some solidarity. It's fine. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll move on. Now, this is the match that I'm actually most excited for because it's two people that I absolutely love. So you've got Johnny Gargano versus Ricochet. Now, it's not only for the North American Championship. In a way, it is also for bragging rights because they both claim to be Mr. Takeover. What about, <sighs> the, what about this build-up, though? It's been amazing. How many takeover matches has Johnny Gargano lost, though? I think it's more a case of how many he's appeared at. <laughs> well, Gargano's been around for a lot longer, so you could say he's Mr. Takeover. Uh, who, who, who would... Like, well, well, actually, I'll, I'll get everyone's opinion. So who's, who, in your opinion, is Mr. Takeover out of Johnny Gargano or Ricochet? Gargano. Dream. Gargano. Gargano, no contest. Velveteen Dream. <laughs> yes! <laughs> No, no, it would be Velveteen Dream if he was out of the two of them. Uh, like, out of anybody, it's the has had, <laughs> yeah, yeah, out of the two of them. The problem with uh, Ricochet is like, I know he's had good matches in the past, but I, I can only point back to one specific moment with Ricochet at TakeOver, and it was that that kick oh, in the match with Adam Cole. That was a belter of a spot, but with, with Johnny Gargano, I can point back to about five or six moments from his matches mm-hmm. that I can remember. Uh, like the turn the turn from Champa, uh the some of the the, the big crash uh, the side of the stage and their one of their the matches. Unsanctioned, uh, the unsanctioned uh, match. Yeah the unsanctioned the unsanctioned match, the handcuff uh, DDT and the match with Champa, all the all these things stand out. Uh, Johnny has just created more moments to take over uh, than Ricochet is and I don't think that's a debate, like I think that's like a matter of fact, but I do think <laughs> it is undisputed. And here's the here's the thing: I completely agree with Dave and the sentiment. Johnny has lost a lot at Takeover. He has, Dave, but he's not going to lose this Saturday night. And I'll tell you why. I think Ricochet has had a good run with mm-hmm. the North American title. However, he's looked too mm-hmm. strong for me, and he's been booked to the point that you cannot get behind Ricochet as a babyface because he's just a bit unrelatable. He's very good at what he does. Obviously, it's impressive. You love to watch him and what he does. His moveset's incredible. However, I cannot relate to him as a character right now. And I think a loss to a despicable heel like Johnny Gargano has become uh, on this big stage will really help Ricochet as a character going forward. See, I agree, I agree with Sarah. I think this one's going to be the highlight of the night. I, I said, I've wrote down some notes. I said, any match with Ricochet... And any match with Gargano on it is absolutely outstanding. It always is. It never disappoints. I was watching NXT from this week. I thought Ricochet looked a bit different 
Um, Character-wise, he looked a lot more kind of aggressive and angry in his kind of build-up to you know, cutting his promo before Gargano came out. I think if you throw Gargano into that match with him, it's a recipe for success. I said the one thing that I love about Gargano matches is that he always goes over and above. He's absolutely mental when it comes to takeover matches especially. And then going back to Ricochet, he's matched with Cole at TakeOver Brooklyn. That's probably one of my favourite matches that I've had for a, a good while that I've watched. And I think this one will come quite close to that. I actually think that Ricochet will win this. And here's my other curveball. You're all like putting a wee curveball <laughs> in just at the end of it. Mm. I can see Pete Dunne coming out Ooh. at the end of that one to, to Ricochet because they never, they, uh, they never finished that match, did they? Yes, yes. See, I get that, but my opinion is linking into what Dave was talking about earlier. I think Gargano wins this. Velveteen Dream beats Gargano yep. for the North American title as a result of perhaps winning the tournament uh, at Worlds Collide. And then that's when we get the Undisputed Era managing to take the title from a babyface Velveteen <laughs> Dream later on dream. down the line. Bobby, Fe- Bobby Fish takes it from yeah. Dream and then they establish himself. Like, and I think Don't Adam, do that to me. Don't yeah. do Adam that Cole, to me. Adam Cole's going to win the NXT Championship that night and Strong and O'Reilly are going to take back the tag team titles. See, I buy it. Like, it, it seems to be a long-term storytelling they're setting up with the whole Velveteen Dream Undisputed uh, Era stuff. And I do think, I'll, I do think that Ricochet... Maybe this is a bit controversial because he's not been in NXT that long and hasn't had a run with the NXT Championship. However, if he loses this match, I think either two things, he moves up to the NXT title or we could see Ricochet moving up and perhaps feature sideways in a sideways. Rumble match. Sideways. <laughs> called sideways because you can't buy If you go sideways, you can't hit yourself up a glass ceiling. Oh dear. Jack, what's your input on this match? <laughs> See, uh, see what I said the last time when it was Adam Cole against Ricochet. I said Adam Cole's going to lose this because he doesn't need it, and I was right. Mm-hmm. Ricochet doesn't need this title anymore. But mm-hmm. I've, yeah. I can see a Johnny Gargano win, but it's going to be the horns of the massive Champa. <laughs> Don't I'm already getting upset. Champa's going to come out. Mm-hmm. He's going to wipe out uh, Ricochet with something. Johnny Gargano's going to get a pin. He's going to be the champion, and then Gargano at the end of the night, Alistair Black's going for fade to black, and Gargano will repay the favour. See, I th- I think, see at the end of this week's NXT, you saw Candice LeRae trying to talk Johnny out of it, saying, What are you doing? Don't you dare go back there. What if Candice is the one to get involved and help Johnny? And this is this is our turn to no. Candice. No, we, we, I'm pretty sure we said this. Probably run about this time last yeah. year, or run about Mania time when this we thought, oh, Candice is going to get involved, and then she never does. They always disappoint us thinking that there's going to be something quite good yeah. happen with that, and it never does. She just plays but, the go, wife, wait, wait, hang on, yeah, can we stop Candice Lerae playing the wife? <laughs> That's one thing that really bothers me. Like Candice Lerae, since she's arrived in NXT, has just been the yeah, Miss Elizabeth of Johnny Gargano. Yep. She's not established herself. Like, can we can we not have Candice Lerae? actually compete more than well, once see, in a blue Just moon. on that note, you know? you know, we were talking just a couple of minutes ago about long-term booking and looking at the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. What if the long-term booking began for Candice LeRae, went as far back as, like, Gargano and Champa's original build-up? Like, you know, you see Johnny's gone through this really dark, twisted path. Like, yeah. he's actually... Champa gets inside his head and it's making him go a little bit mental. What if that is the catalyst for Candice turning to Champa? And I think that might add a new dynamic to Johnny's position. You know, he thinks wins the championships, that. he's on top of the world with the North American Championship. 
but and his wife process, leaves him. Exactly, and in the process, but in pursuit of that, he's lost his wife to his like his biggest enemy. I doubt it. I and doubt you, it. Uh, See, it's a bit too so. It's a bit too yeah, so well, proper. And plus, everyone knows that well, it's like that blurred line between kayfabe and reality. It's everyone a bit so knows po- that they are married. They're well, not you know, going to do it. It's not going to be believable. No, you know what? It is a it is a bit soap opera ish, but I think it could work, particularly with an NXT audience that's really invested in the product and wants to be entertained by more, dare I say, it, more sort of adult storyline themes, but nothing too like uh, provocative or taboo. Edge you know, it's, not like Edge and Lita. No, right. just like you know, it's, you, it's you, pursue, you pursue you pursue materialistic stuff wins and championships. But you lose what actually matters most. Did you just I, say it's going to sound like for seven Lana there, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when she was when she yeah. was going with Ziggler, and then and then she got engaged. You're like, right, okay, that's that bloody ruined then. In kayfabe terms, weren't like going out, like if that makes sense, like yeah, off, it was off, only yeah, in reality. Like, off camera, you know, they were like going out and stuff, but on screen, they were just like wrestler and manager. Yeah. See now that Dave's explained it, I like the story that you're suggesting they tell, like. That whole idea, Gargano, his his lust for gold costs on his wife. I do think that's a good and it's a good heartfelt story. However, I don't think you need to have Candice go to Champa. Yeah, I think they just have Candice separate from Johnny, and that's the, the route for Candice to become more independent and go off on well, her it's own. Just really a, like, you know, I think if she goes with Champa though, then that sets up for Mania Takeover, and we could get another Champa Gargano match, which, as we know, have been probably the best. Takeover main events, yeah. as evidence from last year. I don't see it going that way because, like, in my opinion, now I am a big advocate for not having actual real life couples wrestle together. I can't stand it. I actually can't. It's it's supposed to be a storyline. It's supposed to be characters. Don't bring the real life stories into this. Again, I'm not. I don't. I'm not a fan of Candice playing the wife. I I don't like it. I don't mind it as long as it bolsters both see, people involved in, in this situation. I, it just, just I don't see it propelling in any way. And like the whole Candace possibly leaving Johnny for Champa, it's like the wife running away with the best man at the wedding. And no, nah, that's just too soap opera. Like there's a, there's in a fine fair, line. In all fairness, Champa was Gargano's best man. Yeah, but it was funny when he was saying, like, oh, I ruined your wedding pictures and this, that, and the next thing. Like that I was. Spat. A spat your wedding ring, yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I definitely, I definitely think uh, Johnny Gargano is going to win this one. Like, like Strack said, Ricochet no longer needs the North American title. We can move on to bigger and better things. But Johnny definitely does need a win to try and legitimise mm-hmm. well, it. In my opinion, term. I do believe that they are setting up for the Black Heart DIY. Is the rumours are going around as much as it's going to break my heart? But then again, I said I would, I would take DIY in any shape or form, whether they be the good guys or the bad guys. As long as they just don't turn on each other in the way that it happened last time and it broke my heart and my trust. I'll go around and I'll get all your predictions. So who is going to walk out of NXT TakeOver Phoenix with the North American Championship? Uh, Strack? Gargano. Ryan? Ricochet. David Campbell? Johnny Dave? Gargano. Gargano. Ooh, well, I have said that Johnny Gargano is going to walk out with this because I do agree with what everyone says. It's like Ricochet doesn't need it anymore he's become slightly unrelatable in the terms of being a baby faced is I mean storyline progression getting beaten up and getting attacked by both Champa and Gargano it sort of looks like he's a lot of fire and rage in him 
but not enough to still be convincing that he needs to hold on to this to prove a point. Mm-hmm. And now, we'll bring our main event. So it is technically a rematch for the NXT Championship. So we have Aleister Black taking on the baddest man mm-hmm. ever. I'm not going to swear. Tommaso Ciampa. What about this build-up since Black actually came back? Kids. Yeah, very intense. <laughs> but you want to elaborate on how uh, Strack has ever been tense? It's just Alistair Black's promo is just like, so angry. Damn that rap music. <laughs> it's Disney slow. You're just so like, cut that sounds so anti-climactic there. Just, no, but he's just, Alistair Black, you wouldn't think he's just kind of quiet and does his whole brooding thing. But his promos are actually yeah. really, really good. You're like, oh, and after the way he kicked Jorgan- Johnny Gargano, oh, yeah. last day go. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I, f- I think it's really clever storyline progression that Champa is so scared of Alistair Black that he would try and recruit the man he spent more than like a year <laughs> feuding with and hating. <laughs> like, you know, yes, exactly. Like, that's, like, that's the beauty of Champa as a heel. He's willing to do whatever it mm-hmm. takes to win and while that's and i like the way nxt does their stories because they don't spell that out for the audience but there's a lot of subtext to the stories they tell and this is this is no different these two are for my money two of the very best pro professional wrestlers on planet earth and i think this match is going to be absolutely brutal this sunday uh, uh, this saturday rather I, I think it's going to be veer into the realm of being tough to watch because there's going to be a lot of tough strikes a lot of big kicks. Uh, that f- the fade to black that if we see it this Sunday is going to be the most <laughs> intense. I I can't wait to see Champa's head oh. fly out of the ring because Alistair Black is absolutely oh. 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 sorry. Oh. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. Oh. sorry. Oh no! Is anyone actually who's the person that's not sorry yet? I'm not. All right, get you, uh, get you guys. This is like that game where you have to stay in the car the longest and I've somehow left twice. Like, uh, picked you up, you've jumped to it again. You eliminated yeah. yourself just like you did in the Royal Rumble quiz. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dave. And I, I'm going to drive by in my car. I'll wait past that comment. But anyway, I do think with Strack, Strack brings up an interesting possibility earlier on. Uh, with I don't necessarily think that Champa will cost Ricochet the North American title, but I do think it's a stronger possibility that Gargano could cost Alistair Black this match in the main event. But uh, I think I, what I just want to see from this is uh, Gargano and Black having yet another match because I think twice was enough. You know, the steel cage was a good finish, but I think all I can say is I think Champa needs to keep going as champion because he mm-hmm. is like, you know, the most hated man in NXT and the main roster right now, probably. In the and world! In the world! In the world! And I just don't know when or how Champa's reign's really going to end, apart from Gargano taking it from him. I, I just don't see it any other way. With all fairness, who's going to separate from Goldie? Ricochet. No. I thought Ricochet. Have you not seen that Goldie's going to be, you know, the breakout talent of the year? <laughs> Yeah, I do right. think that, you know, this- that it's, it's a lot of fantasy booking going along, but I do think if if Gargano loses the North American title and it is uh, if it strikes right and it's Champa that has a hand to play and costing them that, then it gives Ricochet a legitimate gripe mm-hmm. with Champa and that sets up a match for the next table. I mean, 
we'll, we'll quickly see in terms of what usually happens. Whoever loses the championship match will move on sideways. Do you think any of these two men will appear in the Royal Rumble? Alistair Black, Black, Black most likely, likely yeah. Alistair Black. I mean, nobody thinks that Champa because nah. they, ha they had Andrade Cien Almas nah. in as the champion last year. Funny enough. They won't let Champa get eliminated because I think... You know, I think the arguments he made was on Twitter. He said he argued he was undefeated in 2018 because the unsanctioned match was unsanctioned. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, it wasn't an official match. <laughs> it didn't count. It didn't count. That's the most yeah. heelish <laughs> statement like in the planet. And you see, he's not that. been included in WWE 2K19 as well because he said to the fans, I'm not giving you the satisfaction of making me lose in-game because I don't <laughs> lose in-game or in real life. Or in anyone's dreams. Yeah. Or in yeah. anyone's dreams, yeah. Uh, well, jokes on him because we can download them. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a loophole. Or just played, or just played 2K18. <laughs> yes. Yes. He doesn't have his fresh attire and his beard isn't as big, so it doesn't really feel right. Oh, that too. Speaking I mean, of cha speaking of champ, all the great yes. music. Can we just uh, can we have a moment of appreciation for Champa's, no one will yeah. survive the happiest music in the Outstanding, I love it. <laughs> and you know, on the subject of yeah. Champa's beard, you know that's actually been nominated for NXT Future Award. Yes, by Tommaso Ciampa himself. Yep, and I'd vote for it because it, <laughs> it is a belter of a beard. I mean, did you did you see who he had? He uh, had Goldie. He had uh, Crutchy as well. The Crutch. Goldie Crutchy. <laughs> Champa, 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 Champa's beard. It sounds like Tommaso Champa's objects are going to get their own cartoon show in oh Adult Swim. <laughs> just like the, adventure, the Adventures of Crutchy and Goldie. <laughs> I'd watch that. Knee brace, Nina. beard. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you, you guys don't think that Tommaso Champa, even if there's a slight possibility that someone else can come and spoil it for him? Nah. 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 I, I I think you're going to have Mauro having a heart attack by oh. the time this match is over. Like, that damn! I'm asking him for I'm holding the hot Arizona desert burnt his skin alive! Oh dear. How come Mauro just became Vince McMahon? Do I see any more like Dave Dazzy? Gonna... just sounds like Vince. <laughs> That's just going to happen though. Like, Mauro's... Mauro's just going to be absolutely fuming by the time this match is over. Gonna because... I was Mamma mia! Oh. I think uh, Stephen Wilson better get the bank account open because a large contribution to the swear jar will be made by Mauro Ranallo after this Saturday night. Oh. Know, I'm not trying to swear, right? But see if Mario will get... Because he, he does get really emotional when he's commentating. Matt. He's like Jim Ross, basically. Yeah. He gets really emotional when he's commentating. Yeah. See if he slips up and shouts, Motherfucker. I will pass it. I will <laughs> That'd be great. pass it. <laughs> that would be the greatest oh. moment. That'd be the greatest moment in NXT WWE history. In an extra three quid in this world, yeah. Hey, JR said worth it. JR said BS on on pay per view one time. I think it was Backlash 2006. Oh my god! I actually I love when when commentators swear occasionally because it gives it. That yeah. extra punch, uh, you know what I mean? Like that actually, extra punch. Like and actually invested in the match instead of just reading off the, the actual spots in the production of the yeah. paper. Because at the end of the day, that's yeah. the maj what the majority of them are doing. Like it's when they it's when oh, they, they it's, it's when they lose their monitor. They're like, we can't see anything. I was like, it's right in front it's of me. I'd see. 
I would say Look Cole's up. got. I would say Cole's got better in the last couple of years. He seems reinvigorated with uh, Graves and Young by his side a wee bit. But that's it's the night and day between the NXT commentary and WWE commentary because it's what you're saying. Most of them mm-hmm. are reading off a of paper, but with Mauro and Nigel, it doesn't feel like that. Percy, Nigel. Yeah, I'm just like go away. Let the other great people speak, and he's just like below. He's, he's like a poor man's oh, Byron Saxon. Oh, well, no, thing. Well, no, no, that's a poor man's Byron Saxon. That's a poor man's pre-mark. That's more than that. <laughs> yeah, it's like he it might as well be. It's just not buying any clothes. He's not as bad as <laughs> Yeah, he's not. He, uh, what is he? Is he comparable to El Tunga? Actually, no. Do you remember right, about ten years ago on the original like reality NXT? He was Showtime Percy Watson. Yes. I wish. Where was yeah. he? You know, why did why they not brought him back? And every time on commentary, if there's an excellent spot, he can just go, oh yeah. Well, so WWE when you're over there over the weekends. Let them know that you want that to happen. I'll join Mauro on commentary just so I can. No, just no, feel... no, we're, you're... no, 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 Dave would be better than Percy. I'll just be a silent commentator. I'll just sit in the chair. I won't have the headset on, and I'll just. You'll have like facial expressions and just jumping reactions. Yeah, I just want to just want to feel Mauro's like emotions and passion. I'm so glad you said emotions. (laughs) And he just goes off his and he just goes (laughs) off his nut if Champa retains. Well, Champa, I think, is definitely going to retain this Sunday. It'll be an excellent match, like we say. It's going to be a hard affair. Um, Alistair Black is coming with a vengeance. Could the story be that Alistair Black, the usually composed balance between night, uh, light and darkness lets his emotions I get the better well, he's you mean he'll just you think he'll just <laughs> fade to black uh, you're like the fuzzy <laughs> bear of this podcast <laughs> 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 see, with, waka, waka. see with the, the whole thing with the champa and the Alistair Black build up see even the fact that he got Gargano and Black in the ring and he stood on the outside and kept egging them on Mm-hmm. I thought that was sheer, that was hilarious, man, but also genius. Because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. you ever see that video where the, the, the raven winds up with two cats? <laughs> That's pretty much like. No. Oh, God. Well, watch it. Yes, a, a raven. A raven rips the piss out of two cats yeah, and they go for each other. Oh, God. But raven, each other. Die. Oh. Ryan, Ryan, have you got anything to add on this build up? Not really, no. I think we've, we've pretty much covered it all. I think. Um, I can see Black going, going sideways. <laughs> in, a, a, in a literal term or, you know, see, sideways for the next few days. Attention to detail. Attention to detail, <laughs> folks. Um, no, I can see him going sideways to one of the other, the other brands. Champ will retain it. I can see everything we said about Gargano. I don't think that Gargano won the belt. So I think it'll be a case of Gargano being... It'll help Champa to retain and then he'll just kind of stand side by side. And I think that'll become almost like he's... Champa's be what I say. I'm going to say it. He's be bitch. But might as right. well come full circle. Might as well. Aye, well. uh, I, I think they will. That, mm-hmm. That's not that bad to be fair. I think he will become that kind of character, and then mm-hmm. you'll see a few months down the line, he'll kind of get fed up of that character, and he'll remember everything that's happened before, and then you'll get another few, and you'll get another, another big match off them. So aye, I think that's what will happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I totally agree with um, Ryan. Well, well, we'll get your predictions finally for this final match. So Ryan, who's winning? Yep, it's going to be Tommaso Champa. Anyone who's not got Champa? Nah, 
Nah, yeah. Ross McLeod has got that. No, we don't care about Ross. He's not on the podcast Chapa. today, so we don't care. No. <laughs> oh, you're not on the podcast right now. Like, I'm not. I'm not being mean. Okay, it's people. It's people that are okay. in the circle of trust right now. Does anyone else not have Champa? Nah, got Champa. Don't think so. I no. think even else are black. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I survived. Got a fifty-pound coupon on the portal <laughs> for this match. And it says to match um, But we will keep with the running tradition that there is always one or two appearances in the Royal Rumble. So we've already established we predict that Alistair Black is going to come in. Is there anyone else from NXT that you think will make an appearance at the Royal Rumble? D R E A M. Yeah, I think I said on the pre- I put the into the preview show uh, that came out this week that I think Dream is going to show up in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. No, I said that as well. Uh, anyone else apart from Black and Dream? Well, uh, for the women's one, maybe Bianca. Shayna. The tough call, isn't it? Yeah, Shayna. I think Shayna's a good shout because if Charlotte and then potentially if Becky does do double duty, it would be a good story to have um, those rivals of Ronda coming face-to-face with Shayna, who's our pal, in the Rumble match. Uh, so I think that might be a good Charlotte, story to tell. Charlotte's doing off uh, with Shayna, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I'd like that. And I also, I also do think you can see Kyrie Zane come in again because I think her call What about, uh, what about um, uh, I think there was mentioned already, Tony Storm? Yeah, there's a possibility. Like, you can see some of the UK girls yeah. because I, I did do my homework and there was the potential without without Becky and Sasha possibly pulling double duty, there's space for six surprise entrances. So, Two legends, probably. Or one legend, maybe. Possibly, possibly, yeah. um, probably whoever maybe in getting inducted to the Hall of Fame or maybe Trish Stratus again. See, because I think I wouldn't go with Lita because she nearly broke her neck on that moonsault last year. I think, I think, <laughs> I think it's Victoria because I said this she's, a couple of weeks ago. She's retiring. Ago. Um, like, yeah. she's retiring proper from wrestling uh, this year, so it'd be a good uh, class send off. I'll, I'll bring something up, and maybe this is a fantasy division <laughs> in the part that we're Scottish fans of Scottish wrestling. Kaylee Ray was in the crowd at NXT UK. No official confirmations being given. Wouldn't it be a moment if she debuted? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. God, I think I think the whole Scotland would pop for that. I think the only like, Isla Dawn. Yeah. Yeah, I've said Isla Dawn is a possibility. You never uh, know. You're going to have all these people that are going to be over there. You've got the you've got Rhea Ripley. You've got Jenny. You've got Tony Storm. You've got Isla Dawn. You've got pretty much all of the women's roster are going to be over there anyway. So there's nothing to stop it from possibly going ahead. No, the women's rumble, the the when they bring in like Kelly Kelly, Michelle Cuckoo, see, be honest, them a lot of them looked like they couldn't remember what they were doing. Yeah, it looks so clumsy. It looked like you had a bunch of newbies in training and get them on in a battle royal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was far, there was too there, there was too many last year. I think there was the exceptions of uh, Ivory. Looks like she hasn't lost a step anytime she stepped back in the ring because looked absolutely fantastic. But you're, I think you're right. Back See, I think watch. Ivory could show up, you know, given how well she did in the uh, Evolution Battle Royal. Yeah, Evolution. Uh, Ryan, you were going to say something about the the men's one. Aye, so I just I made the point the other day in the, the group chat, and then this is again fantasy booking. But let's just think about it for a minute. Could you mm-hmm. imagine number twenty nine, Adam Baby won the won the lot. Could you imagine? I I don't think it would happen. No, no but never. But think, um, oh yeah. <laughs> I think that like the interesting thing is, and I'd lend some legitimacy to it, is that there's no clear challenger for Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. I'd say, and I do think it'll be Bryan who keeps the WWE title. So it's out, not without with the realms of possibility. Yeah. Well, I think that is probably a good time I did get everyone's predictions for the entire show but this yep. has been our Takeover Phoenix special I'd say it's 
but not bad actually next week like Stephen said on this week's show we have a hosting debut going on next week which Alan is taking to the hosting chair I know Ooh. well Alan will be discussing with his panel wrestlers who never reached the top of the mountain so get your ideas into us on Twitter Facebook Instagram any form of social media even just message us and we can pass it all along I am also going to thank my panel for joining me today so Strack Ryan, David, and Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Hashtag fight Andy <laughs> Mitchell. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag sideways. Hashtag no Pat McAfee. Uh, unfortunately, we're <laughs> hashtag the champ has been here. Dave, no. But yeah, join us. Hashtag sideways. Hashtag Pat McAfee can suck it. <laughs> we are not allowed to Pat McAfee over here at Eat Sleep Soup Like Retweet. I am just putting it out there. But yes, so that has been our takeover Phoenix special. Now, I hope you all enjoy the Royal Rumble weekend, whatever you're doing, and let's just hope that Dave is not champion by the end of it. I'm not feeling too confident, to be honest. I wouldn't be surprised if someone took the champ's title from him. <laughs> I'm feeling extremely <laughs> confident. Three-time champ over here, baby. <laughs> right, I'm going to thank God, you guys. Don't, I don't even want to think about that. I'm going to thank you guys again, and we'll see you soon. Bye. See ya. Bye. Listen, I don't care what the f- you think you're doing, whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d- tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, whatever the f*** you're doing, that's what you should be doing. I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions, get on it right now!